revealing first week in the impeachment trial of Ken Paxton. But what about other top Republicans from Texas who don't have a part to play in the trial? What do they think about how things are playing out for the attorney general? Just some isolated showers and storms moving through the hill country now. We'll show you when much higher rain chances actually reach the Austin metro this week. And a race to save lives in Morocco with a huge effort to dig out survivors buried in entire villages after Friday's devastating earthquake. Well, it was quite the party overnight on the University of Texas campus to celebrate the Longhorns' victory over Alabama. Some students even decided to take a dip in the Littlefield Fountain. Fans even stayed out until close to 3 in the morning when <laughs> members of the team said that they would meet on the South Mall after arriving home victorious from Tuscaloosa. And the hype will carry us all the way through the <laughs> week, I think. Today, the Associated Press Top 25 rankings bumped the Longhorns up seven spots in the rankings to number four in the country. That is the highest they've been in years. Alabama, by the way, drops to number 10. Roger Wallace is back from the road and will have much more reaction action from last night coming up in sports. This week here in Austin, the continuation of the Senate impeachment trial of suspended Attorney General Ken Paxton. On Friday, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, who was presiding over the trial, said the trial was more or less at the halfway mark. Now, we've already heard testimony from whistleblowers such as the former first assistant Attorney General, Jeff Mateer. And so far, witnesses have given their accounts connected to allegations that Paxton misused his office and what that allegedly had to do with real estate developer Nate Paul. Both Paxton and Paul have denied any wrongdoing. And with week two set to start tomorrow, it is clear that we are in for more drama. Paxton and his supporters have tried to point the finger at politics. Our Capitol correspondent Monica Madden highlights some of the reaction from Republicans not involved in this process. Well, it's deeply disturbing. Um, the allegations that have been made, some of the evidence, I've been watching it off and on. Texas's senior U.S. Senator and former Attorney General himself says he has major concerns about evidence laid out in the trial last week. And he's not the only Republican outside of the Texas legislature to weigh in. Former Congressman Louie Gohmert released an op-ed Thursday titled, Ken Paxton is not a victim. Gohmert also challenged Paxton in the 2022 primary. He writes, I fought two unjust impeachments of President Trump. I've seen corrupt prosecution. Pursuing Paxton is not. Cornyn shared that sentiment. You know, having been a veteran of two impeachment trials myself here recently, um, you know, it's a unique process, but uh, I think it's unfolding the way it should. And I think uh, the lieutenant governor has done a good job uh, making sure that it's not an overly politicized process and that Attorney General Paxton gets a fair hearing, but also the whistleblowers who uh, claimed he was performing illegal acts uh, get a fair hearing too. Paxton denies all wrongdoing and pleaded not guilty to all 20 articles of impeachment on day one. He hasn't been at the trial since then, a day when dozens of supporters showed up to rally around the suspended AG. Monica Madden. KXAN News. And you can watch the entire Senate trial each day on our website, KXAN.com. Check out the Paxton impeachment section and be sure to check out our special rap section of this first week with more in-depth coverage of what top witnesses who used to work for the AG's office have said on the stand. Look under the State of Texas tab on KXAN's homepage. Another top Republican Texan in Congress and local congressman is slamming a fellow Republican over holding up hundreds of 
of military nominations and promotions. Speaking to CNN's State of the Union today, Representative Michael McCall called on Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville to reconsider his hold on actions, saying that he is paralyzing the Department of Defense. McCall is the chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee and calls this a national security issue. Now, Tuberville wants to change Pentagon abortion policy, and he's been holding up actions on military nominations and promotions in his committee, trying to force a vote on the abortion policy. Tuberville's move has forced less experienced leaders into top jobs and raised concerns at the Pentagon about military readiness. President Biden arrived in Hanoi, Vietnam today following the G20 summit in India. Vietnam is important to the U.S. both economically and strategically. During the visit, the United States was lifted to Hanoi's highest diplomatic status alongside China and Russia. And the upgrade is considered a major diplomatic victory. This is a new elevated status that will be a force for prosperity and security in one of the most consequential regions in the world. We've elevated our cooperation directly to the Vietnamese highest tier of partnership referred to as the Comprehensive Strategic Partnership. And President Biden also secured deals with Vietnam on semiconductors and minerals. Rescue efforts continue for people who may be trapped under the rubble from the deadly earthquake in Morocco. The death toll from Friday's earthquake climbed to more than 2,100. More than 2,400 are injured. Those totals are expected to rise. The 6.8 magnitude quake was Morocco's deadliest in more than six decades. NBC's Raf Sanchez is in village is in a village where rescuers and the military are trying to shift through heavy debris. It's something relief workers say will be most challenging, trying to reach the worst affected villages in the high Atlas mountain range. We're in the village of Moulay Brahim. We're about 30 miles east of the epicenter. And throughout this village, you can see homes that are either completely collapsed or like the one behind me, partially collapsed, in danger of falling apart completely. This village was home to about 3,000 people, but locals tell us some 40 of them were killed in the early hours after the quake on Friday. That means more than 1% of this village lost their lives, and they are part of a growing national death toll that has now crept above 2,000 people. The rescue effort is fiendishly complicated. The destruction is not concentrated in one area. It is spread throughout villages like this. And the roads to get here are winding, they are narrow, they are treacherous, and in some places, they are blocked by boulders. But the rescue effort continues nonetheless. We are seeing professional rescue teams, but also just local people, hand by patient hand, trying to dig their neighbors out from under the rubble. There was a rescue in this village yesterday, a person found underneath the remains of a house, and that is giving people hope that there may be more survivors. We are still in that so-called golden window, that 72-hour period when you have the best chance of finding people alive, but this rescue operation becomes more desperate by the hour. Raf Sanchez, NBC News, Moulay Brahim, Morocco. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Back close to the home, we're taking you to Granite Shoals from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies camera there, where it is a hot but not as hot 98 degrees. We're looking out to the west where there are some scattered 
showers that were thunderstorms that are weakening now as they move through Mason, western Llano, and into portions of Gillespie County. Still the chance for a spotty little shower in the hill country, but most of us will miss out on rain again here today. We're in the upper 90s now in Austin at 98. You can see mid to upper 90s everywhere. Only luling at 100 right now. It's still going to be a very warm evening by at least the standards of this time of year. Just a few clouds around and low 10% rain chances for the hill country drop to zero by 11 o'clock tonight. Temperatures drop from the mid 90s into the mid 80s here by 11. Coming up in first warning weather, are we done with 100 degree days for now? I'll show you the latest numbers. We'll update you on the rain chances and rainfall projections as things get wetter this coming week. Nick, thank you so much. Austin-based Live Strong Foundation celebrated the 27th annual Live Strong Challenge today. The organization sent us images of the walk, run, and ride to support the nation's 17 million cancer survivors. Nearly 2,000 took part participating in the 27th Live Strong Challenge, an inspiring walk, run, ride to support cancer survivors and their families. Well, the spirits of Longhorn fans flying high right now following last night's historic win in Alabama. What the team has to say about looking ahead to their next challenges, that's coming up in sports. But first, checking in on the state after a software issue shut down driver licenses, offices, and frustrated Texans. Um. The Department of Public Safety tells us the driver license offices will reopen tomorrow. A software update last weekend over the Labor Day holiday caused a number of offices to close this past week. DPS is contacting people to reschedule. They ask that if you lost your slot, just email DPS to get rescheduled. Well, if you still haven't taken advantage of it, Austin Restaurant Week runs through next Sunday. A portion of the proceeds goes directly to the Central Texas Food Bank. Now, this includes participating restaurants from South Austin to Maynard, all the way up to the Northwest Austin Cedar Park area. We have more information on where you can dine out and participate at KXAN.com. And some hot times happening right now at the Austin Chronicles 33rd Annual Hot Sauce Festival in South Austin. In addition to some fiery creations, you can check out some fun local music. Tickets also benefit the Central Texas Food Bank, and the festival runs until 9 o'clock tonight. We tied the record high at the airport today, getting to 100. But for the first time this month at Camp Mabry, we did not hit triple digits. This only for the third time in two months. We'll show you cooler temperatures ahead and daily rain chances and how much rain we get in first warning weather. Um. Well, extreme heat and frozen treats go hand in hand, and a Round Rock business is breathing new life into the traditional ice cream truck model. Go Go Yum Yum launched earlier this summer. This is an on-demand ice cream business. Instead of the traditional milling of ice cream trucks around neighborhoods, customers can request a stop in advance or rent the truck for parties or events. It includes traditional goods as well as dairy-free, vegan, even pup-friendly treats. The ice cream truck is the place that kids can be kids and adults can be kids. Um, and, and that's been really rewarding too, is seeing adults just get so excited over the ice cream truck. I wouldn't be mad if they stopped by KXAN. Digital reporter Kelsey Thompson has more on the business approach and how to request a stop near you at KXAN.com. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon.
Our address, 908 West Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, by the way. Uh, here's the heat dome that we've watched so much of this summer be right on top of us. It now continues to slide off to the west and southwest. And while it's doing that, it's weakening. So our temperatures have been going down day by day, and we've had rain chances the last couple of days, too. Although they probably miss where you are if you're anywhere near 35 or to the east. That high is going to be southwest of us further here on Tuesday, and then weakening even more as it drifts just to our south by Wednesday. This is going to allow temperatures to keep coming down by a few degrees at least, and rain chances every single day for the next week. Not a lot of rain out there now, to be honest. Just a few spotty showers over Mason, Lano, and northern Gillespie counties. Rain chances at 10% or less for this evening. Most of the uh, stronger storms are now moving just west of San Antonio, but our rain chances should pick back up again later in the day tomorrow. Let's take you through tonight, which is largely dry. Tomorrow starts with patchy clouds and then a lot of sunshine. Still going to be a hot day with highs near 100, but look, late afternoon or more likely the mid to late evening, showers and storms start to push into the hill country, and there could even be some stronger storms. It's unlikely that they reach 35 tomorrow evening and late tomorrow night. But we think the hill country decent rain chances tomorrow evening. Tuesday looks to be one of the driest days for the week ahead. A lot of sun, some scattered clouds, and just a low 10% rain chance, kind of like the rain chances we have tonight. With tonight's low down to 72, that's actually pretty average for this time of year. Still a hot day tomorrow, but we may make it back-to-back -back days, avoiding triple digits tomorrow with a high of 99. The first or the last time we've had back-to-back -back highs only in the 90s was early July. We could do it here tomorrow. Rain chances at 20% tomorrow. That's mostly to account for the evening rain chances. And you can see those decent rainfall amounts, but only for the hill country tomorrow night. There may also be a severe weather risk there too with wind damage possible tomorrow evening and night in Mason, San Saba and northwestern Llano counties. The rest of us just with a low chance for a thunderstorm. But our rain chances keep going up as we head through the week. Wednesday, they're up a little bit more. The wettest days of the week now appear to be Thursday and especially Friday and Saturday of next weekend before those rain chances start to shift down to the south of us by next Sunday. So we kind of keep pushing off the wettest days, but they still appear on track to finally make it here later in the week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday with those best rain chances. Still, rainfall amounts haven't changed much over the next seven days, half an inch to an inch and a half with localized amounts more than two inches. You see our Highs every single day of the next seven are not in the triple digits. That is lovely and even highs in the low 90s by Friday into next weekend. This is KXAN Sports brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Hi, good evening. Quite a Saturday night in Tuscaloosa, Alabama for Texas, their highest ranked road non-conference opponent since going to number two Notre Dame in 1954. Horns managed the more than 100,000 at Bryant-Denny Stadium where Alabama had a 21-game win streak, and for Sark, a special place where he was an assistant and an analyst in two different stits. Fourth quarter was the difference. Longhorns lose their lead, and they grab it right back. Quinn Ewers to A.D. Mitchell, and they're up 20-16. to 16. And then it is Jalen Milrow, first play after that, picked by Jaron Thompson. Longhorns get two takeaways. They do not turn it over for a second straight week. And right after the interception, Jonathan Brooks punches it in. What a turn of events. In three plays, they score 14 points and get an interception. So you know, suddenly the Longhorns have a two-score lead. But Alabama, 
Yeah, they can't believe it. They bounce back. They get a score. They get a two-point conversion. So back to a one-score game. And how about Quinn Ewers' night? Two over-the-top touchdowns, something that's eluded in Mitchell again. The Georgia transfer has six catches in two games, three for touchdowns. And the Longhorn defense, they had struggles at times with Milrow, other times closing in. How about the freshman Anthony Hill in on a couple of sacks? And from there, over seven minutes, they iced the game away. Jonathan Brooks, one of a couple of big first downs. And Texas gets out of there with a 10-point win. They're now number four in the country, their highest ranking since they played Alabama for the national championship back in that 2009 season. What I was proud of is that they believed in the plan. And, uh, you know, even when it, it, it got dicey, uh, we fell behind 16-13. I love the response and, and, the, and the grit and the perseverance our guys showed. Uh, I think the ball obviously was a huge factor tonight, which I thought coming in, um, you know, two to nothing from a turnover perspective, that played a huge factor in the game. Uh, and then ultimately, you know, getting the ball with seven minutes to go at the end of this game and finishing the game with the ball in our hands and never giving it back to them. That's an explosive team. So for us to possess it, I thought it, it, it's just kind of indicative of how far we've come. You know, our ability to rebound when things don't go our way in the second half and then our ability to, to finish games on the road um, to possess the ball and, and finish it out. I got to see my mom and dad. Um, and, you know, just from all they've done for me, uh, to see the smile on their faces and how fired up they were, um, it's definitely going to be a moment I'm going to remember forever. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool to, to talk back on. We show college football that, that we're – we're something to record with that we that we built that we built this and we had that foundation and I feel like we got something going. Based on the games that we played in the past or the seasons we had in the past, um, some people try not to believe our hype or you know they kind of they don't want to get let down. Um, and to them, I would just say, uh, you know, just uh, have faith in us. 52 and one walking in this walking in this stadium here over the last 53 games. So um, I think it just shows a lot about kind of what we're capable of. And like I said, coming into the game, this game's not going to define our season. <laughs> we got 10 more regular season games to play, uh, but it, I think it does serve as a good benchmark for us of kind of what we're capable of and what the potential of who we can be as a team moving forward. Yeah, Vince Young there reminds you back to 2005 that win at Ohio State. Now they have to deal with all the hype that goes with a win like this, and they get back to work this week. For Wyoming on Saturday, Cowboys, of course, one against Texas Tech before winning last night against Portland State. Break time and then first full day of NFL action and the debut for D'Amico Ryans and his rookie quarterback. That time of year again, Sunday night football right here on KXAN. Cowboys once again open the season. They'll be at the Giants at MetLife Stadium. Football night in America begins at 6 o'clock. Houston Texans open up the D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud era. Tough opener at Baltimore, and that means J.K. Dobbins, the LaGrange product, sailing over for the touchdown. But the news not great on Dobbins. More on that coming up. Stroud, 242 yards passing, sets up a couple of field goals to cut it to 7-6. This is the play where Dobbins, he has been riddled by injuries, even going back to his high school days before going to Ohio State, and that right there, a torn Achilles for Dobbins in the opener. So tough there. Justice Hill with a late touchdown here to ice it for Baltimore. They win it 25-9. Texans home opener against the Colts next week. Back after this.